0: Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to look at some of the weaknesses in my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu game. Today's episode should be pretty fun for me. I am going to evaluate my weaknesses in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm going to give these skills a rank from white to black belt and how I feel I can perform them. And I think it's gonna really be beneficial for some of you guys, particularly because I think some of you have an unrealistic expectation of your own game, your development, and what your game will look like at Black Belt. I know a lot of people are insecure about their weaknesses. They feel like they should be stronger or better in an area than they are, and they're worried that at Black Belt they won't have it figured out yet, and that they'll go into Black Belt with this huge hole. And I promise, let me tell you the truth, Every single black belt has weaknesses. Jiu-jitsu is just too big. Nobody has it all mastered. Nobody has it all figured out. And one of the beautiful parts about black belt is that, yes, you have all of these skills and you're good at most of jiu-jitsu, but you still have a lot of things to work on. And it makes going into training really fun because you can improve these skills much faster than when you were a white and blue belt. It's one of my favorite things is I love just working on skills that I'm not confident in. And then finally being able to hit these skills on good colored belts. I love it. It's almost the end of 2021. We just passed Thanksgiving and I really do a lot of reflecting this time of year around Thanksgiving and particularly towards the end of December. I really think about how I've progressed as a human being and how I've progressed on the mats and what are things I need to do to be better next year. And I've been thinking a lot about my jujitsu. There's two areas uh, really since COVID, but this year that I've hit really, really hard and that's wrestling, but my arm bar. The arm bar is the technique I really have excelled at since COVID. Prior to COVID, and I'd say really, honestly, when I got my black belt, my skill as an arm locker and my arm lock technique was, I mean, maybe a blue belt, maybe I'd never hit an arm lock in competition. It definitely was not a technique that I was looking to use against the best guys I rolled against. I didn't have a lot of entries into the arm lock. I didn't really understand the breaking mechanics. I, I just wasn't very good at arm locks. And I really started to find a passion for it. Um, again, right around, you know, COVID hits and and I was doing a lot of training with a select group of people and I find myself really studying arm locks. And this year that, that work has paid off and especially the past couple of months, I've been hitting arm locks just left and right. It's become one of my best submissions. I definitely am at the black belt level with an arm lock. Now, I judge my techniques based on who I can hit them against. And to me, I want to take all of my techniques and get them to the black belt level. I want it working against the most experienced and best guys and girls that I train with. And I'm really consistently now starting to hit arm locks against black belts, whether they're visiting or, um, you know, I'm rolling, uh, you know, with, with, some of the black belts that, are brown and black belts that I see on a on a more regular basis, I I just am really starting to find success with this technique. My wrestling prior to this year was, I mean, white belt level. I had a two takedowns that I felt comfortable using if I had to try and get a takedown on the feet. But anybody above high school level wrestling, anybody that really um, you know could could do well um, in a high school room was gonna crush me but the past six months I've really spent a lot of time on my feet and that work is starting to pay off. I'm starting to get takedowns uh, pretty regularly anywhere from you know five to ten takedowns a training session if I'm starting on my feet I- I'm hitting um, a-, a multitude of takedowns and I know I've talked to you guys about this before but to me it's always very important to get and reflect on the growth that you've seen. When I got my black belt, I was, again, easily a white belt. I've probably gotten myself up to a blue belt, maybe a brand new blue belt on the feet. I definitely feel confident wrestling with um, you know, guys that wrestled in high school, particularly if they're my size or smaller. I do not have any confidence and, and really don't like wrestling with people that are bigger than me still. I feel like I'm still too much of a beginner to keep myself safe. That's one of the really nice things about my skill now as a jujitsu practitioner is that Look, if I roll with a beginner that's 280 pounds, I can keep myself safe. I just do not have that confidence as a, um, a wrestler or on my feet. So that really shows me that I still um, am pretty beginner level at the takedowns or at taking people down. But I want to now kind of look at some of the other we, uh, you know, areas of uh, you know, weakness in my game. And to really show you guys, like, again, I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys and myself uh, about, you know, a couple of techniques that I'm not very good at. And, you know, hopefully over the, the next couple of years, I find some time to really put the work in to get these techniques at least up to purple belt level. But the first technique I want to talk about is the triangle choke, because the triangle choke is really kind of synonymous with jujitsu. And it's probably the one I'm most embarrassed about, about how bad I am at this technique. Like triangle chokes um, have always eluded me, and I don't know why. I've always had pretty good control of my legs. I've had good footwork. so. I don't blame it on kind of the awkwardness of using your legs in dynamic ways. I mean, I grew up playing soccer and I feel like soccer players have that unique advantage over a majority of the population in that, you know, I was expected to perform skills with my feet and my legs. If you've ever tried to trap a soccer ball or, you know, kick a soccer ball with pinpoint accuracy, you understand uh, you know how, how hard that is and so I, I feel like I came in w- with good understanding of how to use my legs to perform skills but it, it just never translated over to triangles. I've never had particularly long legs I, I've never found myself um, just hitting this this movement and the beginning of this year I was kind of contemplating on spending some time with the triangle I, I did a three weeks, of really trying to hit triangles during rolling, and I just couldn't couldn't really find it. I mean, there were blue belt opponents that I just could not triangle, just couldn't do it, and that's always really humbling. And while I could hit it on you know uh, you know a handful of blue and purple belts, I, I found that consistently I couldn't do it. And again, against the toughest blue belts, guys that were maybe 15, 20, 25 pounds bigger than me, I just wasn't having any success. And over the years, I've spent some some different, uh, different periods of time really looking at the triangle. But again, it's just it, none of that work has, has come to fruition yet. And it's funny, is as my instructor, Brandon, that may be his best submission. He's incredible at the triangle choke. And so we spent a lot of time working it. He fell in love with the triangle early on. He was an omoplata triangle. He was a closed guard player. And I just, I never followed suit. And I'm not sure if it's my setups. I'm, I'm going to assume it's my setups because I feel like once I get to the triangle uh, position, like get into that beginning look at just getting a, an arm, um, you know, the arm separated with one arm in, one arm out, I, I feel like I've got a pretty decent triangle from there maybe purple belt level at finishing but my entries are low blue belt level i feel like they're really predictable i feel like the only one i really have success with is just kind of that basic arm push in you know where i just push the the wrist uh, you know past that line and then i've got one arm in so i really i think need to spend some time just working different entries I feel like my entries really haven't improved since blue belt. I feel like I've got kind of kind of the same triangle game. That's definitely of all the submissions, I feel like the my, the triangles are the weakest. It's definitely the one that I do not have any confidence hitting, especially if it's against a really skilled opponent. Now again, I feel I feel probably the most embarrassed by that one because I just feel like most jujitsu guys really feel like the triangle is like the one of the three or four movements that you should excel at and that you should be uh, once you get your black belt you should be hitting that movement at a black belt but i'm an example of someone that does not do that defensively man honestly defending triangles terrible defending triangles as well probably not a shocker they say as you get better at something offensively Um, you know, your defense improves because you kind of learn to see the setups, but man, if I get put in a triangle, I'm pretty much dead. Now, the funny thing is, is that I pretty much never get put in triangles because of the way I passed. I'm definitely a exceptional standing passer. I pass very, very well from my feet. And part of the reason I do that is to avoid triangles. If I come down, I'm trying to stick to a combat base. I I very rarely pass from both knees. Very, very rarely. I don't do a lot of double-unders and over-under passing. That really can be kind of a nightmare if you're going against someone that's really good at the triangle choke. And so I don't find myself in there. But again, I am terrible at defending triangle chokes. If you get me in a triangle choke, I probably, if I if I had to be honest, my triangle choke defense is, is probably white belt level. I do not feel comfortable Escaping a blue belts triangle. Do not like if we're starting in the triangle and I've, we've done that. Brandon will occasionally do kind of dead zones. We call it dead zone training. I think Eddie coined that term, but don't quote me on that. Uh, but Eddie, for a long time, you know, has always been like, hey guys, like I want you, especially for EBIOTs and EBI in the sub only scene, we need to really practice escaping deep submission attempts. And when I find myself there in the dead drills like hey and i'm starting in a triangle man i'm getting killed by everybody i remember one time doing it with uh you know um, partnering up with a white belt and i think he thought i was joking because he was just he was long-limbed so he kind of had that triangle um, attributes you know he's long-limbed and flexible but he was just eating me up left and right he probably tapped me five times during that that dead drill and i maybe tapped him twice so he probably beat me five to two And I think he was just blown away. Like, oh, okay. Like you weren't going very hard. And I kind of had to tell him like, no, like I'm just not very good at this. I think it was his kind of first, uh, you know, look at like, okay, I guess, uh, you know, just cause this guy during a live role when he's playing things that he is uh, really good at can beat me. It doesn't mean he's good everywhere. And that's the truth. (laughs) And so very humbling for me. I get put in a triangle choke. I'm do not have a lot of hope to escape. I, I would say I'm probably a three stripe white belt at escaping triangles. For some reason, I'm really good at escaping arm locks during the flow. I feel like my arm lock awareness and escaping arm locks during live rounds is really good. Again, triangles during live rounds, terrible, but very rarely get put in them. But arm bars, I'm, I'm pretty good during a live round escaping them got some escapes that I really like to use as I feel armbar starting to, uh, you know, somebody's trying to go for armbars, but EBIOT, I have not ever figured it out. Literally, I just get a rear naked choke grip and I basically just pray. I hope that the person is not very good at arm locks. In EBIOT, I get beat by blue belts all the time that have good connection on their armbars especially if they're bigger and stronger than me, just even 15 pounds, I feel like I'm losing that battle most of the time. Now, EBIOT, my back defense is high-level black belt. I feel really, really confident in escaping um, black belt level back games. But blue belt level arm lock games, and they're 15 pounds bigger than me, I think I'm betting on the other guy. And this is a skill that I've spent some time on. Big reason I've been spending time on it is because we have athletes that are interested in doing a lot of sub only EBIOT rule sets. And I've asked anytime I get around high level guys that I respect high level coaches or high level practitioners, I ask them, um, especially if they have a lot of EBIOT experience, I ask them, hey, what's your favorite arm lock escape? And I've learned so many over the years. And there's been a couple of times I thought I had it figured out. And then we'd go into EBI training um, you know, at the gym. And I'd partner up with a blue or purple belt. And they would tap me like five times in and, and like three minutes. And I'd just be like, man, I'm back to square one. I just don't get it. I try stacking and getting to my knees. I try the running man escape. I've tried just... A bunch of the turn away escape. There's so many. Um, I've probably tried 10 to 15 different escapes and none of them have worked for me. I've studied EBI. I've watched guys like, uh, I remember when Richard Alicorn. He, uh, when he won his CJJ um, debut, he had a lot of arm lock escapes and he was escaping in like a couple of seconds. And I tried to watch his matches because his head instructor, Giva Santana, is known as the arm collector. So I was like, maybe he's learned these you know, s- escapes from Giva and I've tried uh, and I tried using what he was doing and it didn't work for me at all. So I don't know. Haven't figured that one out yet. Now looking at passing, I've already kind of talked about it. I- I'm not a good double under passer. I very, very rarely, I feel very uncomfortable shooting for the double unders. I feel like whenever I go for double under passing, I just end up using my arms like I'm trying to lift the guy up with just my arms. It puts a lot of stress on my like neck and shoulders and I just it does not feel good. It does not feel comfortable for me. I also feel like I'm at risk for, you know, getting triangled like reaching for it. And so it's always been really uncomfortable for work on this skill because then I feel like I'm just putting myself in danger to get put in another one of the weak areas of my jiu-jitsu where then I'm going to have to start defending triangle chokes. And I know a lot of people feel like, and I remember especially the, a lot of the old guard, people that uh, you know were in ADCC in the 2000s and early 2010s, they were talking about how the best no-gi pass, because you do not have the grips that are available in the gi, is the double under and over-under pass. And we spent a lot of time um, you know, at it at the gym. I feel like Brandon's a decent double. He's pretty good at double under and uh, over-under passing. Um, he's probably a, a decent black, but I don't know if he's, like, world-class at those passes. He, he's definitely, like, a world-class half-guard passer. I'm I not sure if um, that applies to his double under or over-under. But anyways, my over-under is definitely better than my double-under passing. It's probably, like, purple belt level. But I'd say my double-unders is, like, low, probably blue, probably like a one-stripe blue belt. I definitely I'm going to have some success On guys at that kind of beginner, like, you know, blue belt level. But as they as I start to face more intermediate level guards, I do not do very good with the double unders. I feel like the double unders is more of a kind of a a trick. You know, I'll I'll kind of throw a double under pass to to look at uh, getting to a different movement. Every now and again, I'll find myself on on a deep double under pass where I'm forcing them to do a backwards roll, and I can kind of get that look at the truck or or a darsh choke. Um, but yeah, I definitely of all of my passing, passing, um, you know, with the double unders and over unders, passing from my knees is not where uh, I would hope it, where I hoped it'd be at this point, especially considering. How, um, how much I heard and how important I heard double underpassing was for no-gi. And I still think that. I, I still think the double underpass is one of the best no-gi passes. Let's go to the feet. I've already talked about my work as a wrestler this year and as a stand-up artist. And I've definitely improved. I feel like my ability to create off-balances and to really move my opponent is the thing that's that's really improved the most this year. I've got a a diverse group of takedowns or or techniques that I like to use on the feet. So finding four or five techniques that I'm having success with, like my arm drag, my body locks, my single leg, I'm really starting to find um, even low singles and snap downs and duck unders. But the double leg is still a movement I am not comfortable with. And it's the first takedown I ever learned learned it from multiple different wrestling coaches I've worked on it I've watched tons and tons of videos and I feel like when I do the 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 double leg it's a prayer like I'm basically just going as hard as I can I'm going okay Matt just just go in and hope it works drive dig like this is where I'm really feel like I kind of revert back to just go hard wrestler guy like I'm gonna use my cardio, and I'm just gonna hope I get in deep on the hips, and I'm gonna take you over with the double leg. Where some of the other takedowns, now I'm really starting to find setups, and I'm really starting to find confidence in them. I'm hitting them at a pretty good clip, and against people that are are okay on the feet, you know, definitely not any like college level wrestlers or anything, but definitely some some high school level level wrestlers I'm I'm finding the arm drags to single legs to duck unders um, and and especially body locks I'm hitting a lot of uh, getting a lot of double unders to the body lock and then using that to either get a mat return or take the back but man the double leg you know you watch a guy like Jordan Burroughs and it's easy to just go well he's using athleticism and you know he's driving and he's just getting so deep because of how fast and powerful he is but obviously that's a a, a load of crap there's just something technically I'm missing. I feel like my footwork is off on the double leg. I feel, I don't know what it is. Maybe I've just, uh, I've been kind of smashed into the ground enough times over the years to make me wary and scared to shoot a double leg. So I've got a mental block because of, you know, people sprawling and kind of driving my head into the mat. But for whatever reason, um, you know, I I would like to have a double leg because I, Obviously, it's one of the most effective takedowns. It's been around for as long as people have been grappling. So maybe over the course of the next year, I'll, I'll, I'll figure that one out. I really feel like, though, um, you know, of all the the skills I've talked about, the, the triangle is the one that, that I would really like to get good at. I feel like it's necessary as a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt to be – very good at triangles i want to be confident enough to hit this at least on purple belts but i I really would like to see myself get this movement to the black belt level where i can consistently hit black belts and i'm a long way away from that guys and so i just wanted to share different um you know techniques that i'm not very good at and you can see look none of them i would say i'm a, a white belt at except maybe the double leg the Double legs more of just a prayer, like I'm basically just shooting and going as hard as I can, and, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But the others, I'm I'm a blue belt at, and I, I know that may be like confusing to some of you guys, but I'm telling you, you know, you're gonna have techniques like I really feel like my anaconda is like world class level. So I'm not trying to just be like humble, like no, like I recognize that I have jujitsu movements that are world class, that are insanely high level black belt level my Anaconda, I feel like my guillotine, my North South, my arm drags from butterfly. um, I feel like my daily heva is really good. Yada, yada, yada. Right. But at the same time, you know, I just thought of really quickly on this. I didn't spend a lot of time thinking. It wasn't like, man, I'm so good. Like I could have named, I could go through and name 10 more techniques that I'm blue belt level at. Probably even if I dug hard enough, a couple that I'm even white belt level at. Honestly, just thinking off the top of my head when I said white belt, I thought of my electric chair. My electric chair is terrible. My electric chair. I don't, I think maybe I've done one or two over the years. Seriously. I'm so bad at getting to the electric chair. I don't know whatever it is like getting underneath an opponent from the, um, you know, from the lockdown has always been a skill that I, I really struggled with. Um, so yeah, but I'm not really interested. Like Those four techniques are, are techniques I'm interested in, and that's why I kind of wanted to talk about them today because I could see myself working on them as projects, and then maybe this time next year I do an episode exactly like this one, and I'm talking about how I'm starting to hit triangle chokes on some of the better grapplers that I go against in the training room. That's what I would like. Like, oh, man, I'm starting to, to really hit double legs or – Man, my double underpassing, I'm starting to have success um, you know, against some really good purple, brown, and black belt level guards. But it's something I, I would like for you guys to think about. What are some of your biggest weaknesses? And I know as a blue belt, it can be easy to just go, oh, I've got too many. Like, Matt, I'm terrible. If I named... No, I want you to think about techniques that you're interested in that are below the level that you consistently grapple at. As a blue belt... You guys have heard me say this a million times. You have purple belt level techniques. Every single blue belt at 10th point indicator has purple belt level techniques. I promise you. If you're a blue belt here, I promise you, you have purple belt level techniques. I've seen it. But think about some of those techniques that you, again, are weaknesses of yours that you would like to turn into strengths. Don't overwhelm yourself with a list of 20. Just think of three or four. And you'll find yourself, I think, gravitating more towards that in your study time and training. And then over the course of six months to a year, you'll find that maybe you can take that skill from a weakness and you can turn it into something that's not like something. Okay. I would like to get to the point where I'm hitting triangles as, you know, somebody is trying to escape my arm lock and I'm just better at transitioning to the triangle, but maybe I could turn that or you could turn that into a strength of yours where the triangle is the priority. And that's what you're going for. And then you hit the arm lock because you missed the triangle. I hope this makes sense, guys. Um, I really wanted to kind of enlighten you guys um, with, with my own game in areas that I struggle <laughs> defensively. It's the, the arm lock from EBOT. And the triangle from any time. I get to put in a triangle, I'm pretty much a dead man. I tell people that all the time. Um, and then offensively, obviously, it's the triangle and the double underpass and the double leg takedown. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I had a great day. Um, but, man, just one of those really eye-opening days where it's like, oh, I've eaten so much. Like I ate like, bad food and my body's not used to eating. I mean, I had bread, I swear. It was like the first time I've had bread this year and it just felt terrible and I didn't do anything. I spent time with family and I had a great time doing that, but I just laid around, watched football a bunch, messed around on my phone. I was very happy to get back into the gym today. Till next time guys, love and appreciate you. Peace.